You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yeah, so welcome in and one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards at Britball podcast. Before we get into today's show, I just want to say thank you for for you that are tuning in, watching, listening and, and subscribing and supporting us in the ways that, that you do. If you want to find us on socials at Full 10 Yards on Twitter or at F10Y Britball uh, for the, the for the Britball side of things. Don't forget you can find out all the latest Britball uh, fixtures and divisions and all the you know, ahead of the regionalised uh, division, some podcasts and some announcements over at Full10Yards.com. So make your way over there if you haven't done so already ready but as you can see at the bottom of the screen we have the Worcestershire Black Knights on for today as we continue our tour up and down the country and uh, delighted to to welcome in today uh, Ed Perslow uh, who's club secretary and uh, O-lineman as well so don't, yeah he's a man of many talents Ed welcome you in. Hi thanks for having me on. How are you how are we doing? Yeah not too bad um currently recovering from a knee injury but taking everything I can just to make sure that I'm back in the game when I need to be. So what what, uh, what did you what did that. you do? What? Um, tackle went wrong. I'll just put it that way. Okay, yeah. So the knees, uh, the knees still there. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah, tackle went wrong. Knee still there. That's that's the that's the takeaway from <laughs> from the podcast. Um, yeah, obviously you are yeah, yeah t- taking part in in, in this as, as part of the Worcestershire Black Knights. So uh, before we get into kind of the crux of of the team, just maybe do you want to talk about yourself personally, how you got into the sport, uh, how you got into Britball, and how you you found yourself at the uh, at the Black Knights. Well, I've always, um, growing up, it's, I grew up quite rural, so you didn't really hear very much about American football where I grew up. But mm. my uncle was always quite a big Green Bay fan. Uh, I've kind of continued that tradition in the family, I guess. Um, but I knew about American football when I got to university, um, but the price of it scared me off a little bit. But after my first semester, I just thought, I'm, I'm just going to go all guns blazing, went into it, and I've not turned back since. So, yeah, it all started out playing for the Worcester Royals in 2017 and since then i've loved the sport it's been everything really mm. yeah i mean i mean to find someone that's gotten into the sport and then left it because they didn't enjoy it or they didn't like it or they didn't feel part of a family um anyone out there uh, that, that feels differently you are a liar but <laughs> a bit more about the worcestershire black knights and eds um obviously been a lot of challenges for for just not your team obviously your teams all up and down uh, across the uk um over the last 12 18 months but as a kind of a, the club secretary what, what how was kind of been the main challenges for, for, for you guys uh as a, as a team you know finances and, and sponsorships and, and funding well i think over the past couple of years um, because i've been in the um committee under different roles before i was secretary sponsorship has been something we've been I wouldn't say struggling with but something that we are developing trying to change mm-hmm. our partnership programs so that we can hopefully attract more investors into the club. Um, over the first lockdown, I was the marketing officer for the club and I've kind of upgraded through um, going for the position during the AGM in December. And I decided that that first lockdown would be a really good time to try and boost up all of the social media ready for just in case we need to change our image or if we need to go into partnerships and to be able to tell potential partners that we have social media large enough that has enough reach that it's going to be worth them investing in the club because their word, their brand is going to get out there. And so that was a big goal of mine going through that first lockdown. And as I've gone from marketing officer to secretary, I've just made sure that the current marketing officers 
being supported in his role and just making sure that the club's ticking over as it should be ready for the season to start. Mm. Uh, well, whilst we're, whilst we're here on social, what's, the, what's your handle so that everyone watching and listening can, can go follow you? No, I can get that up for you in a moment. Um, I think it's cool. WBK Knights, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, just, w, just sorry, sorry, it's WBK Football UK. There you go, there you go. Go and go and search, go and search, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, go on, go on all the socials and go find. Just go and do what you can type. Probably type, type in Worcestershire Black Knights and it'll be there anyway. So yeah, go and go, go give them a follow. Go and give them a bit a bigger reach. Just do do it a favour, uh, do me a favour as well. I'll, yeah, do us a do it a favour a favour for me. Um, but from on the on the playing side, Ed, uh, with regards to you know players themselves, you know, was it been like um, you know numbers wise uh, petition? participation obviously it's been pretty much zoom meetings or online training for, for the last 12 12 months have you is there any been any particular struggles with with numbers or getting people signed up registered or um you know obviously i noticed on, on the website obviously a relocation as well so what um yeah t- tell us from a, from a numbers and a playing standpoint so i mean before the first lockdown i think our numbers were quite low and i think that was a big reason as to why we didn't do as well as we might wanted to in a season before lockdown, but mm-hmm. since we've returned, we're seeing around about 40 at each training session, which is brilliant. Really good to see loads of new players, lots of returning players. Um, and I think we're getting a really good mix of experiences and there's newer players who are getting welcomed into the club basically as soon as they turn up on the pitch and get their cleats on. So I think compared to how it was when I arrived, I think we've definitely established a much healthier club and team ethos when you're coming onto the training pitch and at the moment, you know, with the restrictions being lifted as our sessions have gone on, um, I think the club's really clicking now and have got high ambitions for everybody on the team, really. Mm. And, and obviously you have cadet levels uh, teams as well and you've got your youth and, you, and you've got, is it any, been any concerns over the last 12, yeah, 18 months you, you mentioned there about struggles with with uh, sponsorships and, and funding? Have you, was there any any concerns that Worcestershire wouldn't be able to to still be here today and, and going ahead with the regionalised uh, divisions? Um, so we haven't got a cadet or a youth team, but that is something we're looking forward to in the future, which is why right. we decided to try and develop our partnership programme. Um, yeah. And I think at the moment, just coming out of the pandemic, the big key focus for us is just making sure we've got the ball rolling with the adult contact team. Sure. Um, and as it stands at the moment, I think everybody on the committee, not just myself, not just the chairman, and in fact, everyone on the team is doing a really good job to help bolster the image of the Knights, which has um, been a bit of a problem considering we went 0-8 in our last season and backed out of the playoffs the season before. You know, we've got an image to keep up and... Um, yeah, I'm not too concerned at the moment. A little bit more money would be nice, but I think that's, <laughs> that's every club in that situation. So we're just yeah. going to keep rolling on at the moment, I think. Yeah, I thought I have to. I, I could have sworn I was on your website and I saw some some links towards Cadet and Youth. Or maybe I was looking at something else and I got confused. Wouldn't be surprising because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Um, what, what's it? Was it been like? Obviously, you, know, you, you mentioned obviously you got a good, good group there together now. With Forty people turned up. What was it been like? Actually, you know, training, practicing with with the COVID restrictions and being compliant. Has it been difficult to implement that with where you've been you've been training and playing? Is it obviously it's been difficult because initially it's a six man or six group people per group type cup stuff is is any been a particular challenges since you've been back on the field i don't think it's necessarily been a challenge um i think head coach hughes done a really good job of organizing things as the kind of restriction bands have come off so to speak um obviously we started off in our units and we've kind of conglomerated together into oh 
and then D and then both sides of the field going at it. And I think it's just a matter of getting used to the physicality again. Obviously, yeah, I was on, yeah. on the sideline last Sunday. Um, the joys of being injured was there. And just, you know, it was a bit eerie to watch. And I think a lot of people felt it was a bit weird. I think just because they're not used to that contact. So we need to take measures now to make sure that players are ready for that contact so that we reduce the risk of injuries come the real season, especially considering some of the teams will be against. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, like I say, I noticed again. Hopefully, hopefully, I've been searching the the website. But um, you moved over to uh, to Worcestershire, like uh, rugby club. I, I, I saw. Have you did you practice there, or is there somewhere else you practice? And uh, have you actually managed to to play on the rugby field yet? Yeah. So originally, um, like previous seasons, we've trained at Perth as well, which is more based in the city. Right. But we have been in discussion with the rugby club up by six ways up by the Worcester Warriors and. Um, they've accommodated us brilliantly. The committee have been really quick to respond. And um, we've been training on one of their other fields for the time being, but we're going across to their main site this week. Um, and then when it comes to game days, we've got access to their bar and their food services. And I think it's just a much better venue than where we were before in terms of drawing in supporters, potentially drawing in additional players and just bolstering the name of the sport in the county. Mm. Yeah, and uh, again, obviously, twenty twenty one is all about kind of regionalised divisions, and there's there's some familiar familiar name teams in there for, for you guys. Obviously, Bristol and, and South Wales were guys that you played uh, in twenty nineteen. But you know, again, you're joined by Birmingham this year, who were decent in um, they, the division. Escapes me now. It was Div two. They they were at the top of their division, weren't they? Um, what are you What are you kind of looking to get out of the twenty twenty one season? And you know, for, for for you personally, obviously, would be to actually get onto the onto the field and play. But from a Worcestershire standpoint yeah you know what 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 does 2021 mean for for you and the team it's obviously from a personal perspective of course i want to get on the field (laughs) i'm at a year and a bit out and i've gone and done my knee in now and i've just got to wait that a little bit longer but you know the persistence is still there i'm going to be there so they'll be ready for that um i think our main goal is just to prove to people that we're not just some backwater division two team because um, looking at the previous seasons, like I mentioned before, like we didn't win any games the season before this one. And um, the season before that, we made the playoffs and kind of backed out a bit for player safety purposes. I think it's just a matter of proving to people that we are a decent team now and those sorts of irregularities aren't going to continue. Mm. Um, in terms of the teams we're playing, I think most people are concerned about Bristol because it's not Apache we're playing, it's Aztec. Aztecs, yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to have some Prem level competition, even though I know Prem teams have considered that they're going to be against Div 2 teams, which I do appreciate. Um, I know some players are worried about South Wales, but that's not something that phases me. I think it's just something that people need to get out of their system. Um, and I've not really played Birmingham. Obviously, they're one of our more local teams, joined by Hereford. But I don't think that a lot of the players are too concerned about those fixtures. I think it's mainly South Wales and Aztecs at the moment, but we'll see when we get there. Mm, yeah, as I love to try and get Bristol on and see if they they're actually delighted and not having to travel to London every other week. But um, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure they'll be yeah, they'll be appreciative of not having to go so far for for, for this year before they probably then go back to to their normal ventures uh, in 2022. But yeah, like just to t- touch on obviously the 2019 season, obviously not a nice season to have. Like you mentioned, uh, with, with no wins. Um, any any kind of 
players uh how, kind of what what's the retention of players from from that season is are, are they more more determined to put to put the record straight and put and put it right and does it, does it help that there's their uh, not necessarily a chip on their on their shoulder but they've got the, the, the grip between their teeth a bit more maybe i think those of us that have stuck around i've got a little bit more gritty because by the end of that season they were only about you know minimum numbers i was playing both sides of the ball and special teams i, I wasn't coming off the pitch and a lot of other players weren't um, and some of you know some aren't playing at the moment, but that's mainly because of um, they've started a family or they're trying to start a new job somewhere, which is completely understandable. But we've got enough of those players still in the team and players who have returned that didn't play in that season for injury purposes, mm. um, who have returned and are encouraging rookies and getting them involved in the club, not just on the grass but socially as well. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to to retain these players and retain the rookies from this season. Mm. Hopefully send our numbers up even more and hopefully give some of us linemen a bit of a breather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And are you just a, a, a point on the, the season in the regionalised divisions. Are you, are you a fan of, of going this going this way this year and, and then returning to, to type kind of in 2022? Or yeah, what were your thoughts on, on how kind of this season's manifested itself? Well, because I was, I was responsible for sorting out the scheduling for the teams being in communications with um, Baffer and Warren Smart. Uh, when I first saw it, I didn't think it was too bad an idea, especially considering a lot of teams didn't have the opportunity to make revenue last season. And so as a result, things like transport would probably be a bit more of an issue, mm -hmm. um, especially since you don't know what coach companies are going to want or demand after this pandemic, whether they're going to need social distancing on coaches or whether prices are going to change. And so I think being able to play teams like Hereford and Birmingham and potentially Swindon and Bristol, they're relatively easy to get to. So I think from a financial perspective, it's a lot better for clubs. Mm. Um, whether players feel the same way, that's up to them. You know, everybody yeah. has an opinion. Um, obviously, this isn't the way I'd want it to stay because of the, the level that other players would have to play at. Like, I, yeah. I don't mind a bit of a crack at the Prem team, but um, you know, there are people in the team who need that division two competitiveness i think before they go any further sure um, yeah i think yeah. It, it works for the time being it was a really good quick fix in my opinion yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned about the travel, we spoke to Samuel uh, a week or two ago, and they they said that they were able to to you know not travelling up all the way up to Edinburgh or travelling the distances they would have had to in the Prem. You know, essentially thirty cut a third off of their of their travel expenses, which then was able you know they were able to to get kind of pay that forward to the to the players and brought their their membership uh, you know the money they have to fork out a, a bit down as well. So yeah, I I probably tend to agree with you. I think considering where we are in the world and considering you know the state of play at the moment, I, yeah, divisional yeah, there's going to be some teams that uh, aren't going to enjoy it maybe as, as much as others, and some people are probably going to throw their toys out the pram a little bit more because yeah, again yeah. They they'll question the validity or um, yeah how much the the teams at a lower level shall we say will we'll get out of it especially if they're pitted against against prem teams but be interesting to see you know, how the how the season unfolds and um, you know kind of yeah, some storylines that maybe emerge and hey, hey who knows it might be a shock or shock or two you never know and so we'll 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 keep a week to week eye on that we bring in uh, bring in everyone you know fixtures results and, and interviews as well so uh, but just before we let you go Ed just aspirations for for you personally over the next couple years and then aspirations for, for the team in, in general? Well, obviously my personal aspiration is to be fighting fit again. Um, I should be come mid-season, so fingers crossed 
nothing bad happens that way. You know, no more, no more, no more tackling for you. <laughs> well, play on offense. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'll probably be playing both ways. I know what they're like, but um, you know, making sure everything's fine. Um, as a player, I'm hoping to try and drive this team into Division One as a minimum because I definitely think that we've got players who also have that mindset. We just need to ingrain that in everyone else. You know, I, when I was playing in university um, with the Royals. Uh, I was there when they took the team into Division One, and it's the greatest feeling ever getting your team promoted. And I want other players in Worcestershire to be able to share that feeling, I guess. Um, especially since, like, American football in Worcestershire hasn't been massive in the past ten years. Considering this team was only founded two thousand fifteen, I'm just hoping to champion the sport, make it absolutely massive in a county which is quite rugby dominated, which isn't necessarily mm. a bad thing. But no, you know, no. we've we've got you know i'm very passionate about this and that's why at my age and even though i'm still a player and still in my prime that is why i'm the secretary of a club at the end of the day so i want to see this club do its best i want to mm. keep it in worcester yeah let's like say we, we 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 wish you obviously all the best and best luck for this season obviously beyond we'll obviously keep we'll keep an eye out for, for you guys and obviously we'd love to have you on a bit further maybe don down uh, as the season progresses see how you're getting on see if you actually go back on the field uh, at that point maybe maybe we'll get you back on the week after your, your first game back um yeah obviously yeah best of luck to you guys and and, and wish you in, in general it's been great to, to have you on uh, just before we let you go ed uh, just maybe want to signpost everyone again to to your socials and uh, and, the, and the website that you have uh, if if people in the Worcestershire area or, or, or local to you kind of want to know a bit more about you, maybe maybe come down and, and watch or play or, or, or co- you know, contribute in some way. Yeah, so at the moment we're based up at Worcestershire Rugby Club, which is up by Six Way Stadium, which is where the Worcester Warriors play. Um, and if you want to follow us on any of our social media, so we've got Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter, if, you know, message us through any of those and we'll get in touch. Um, you can find us at WBK Football UK. There or you, you can go. just Google Worcestershire Black Noise. Yeah, if, yeah. if in doubt, if in doubt, just Google it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird that Google is essentially is it is actually a verb, but yeah, that's a, that's for another podcast. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the full ten yards. So you can find out all the uh, all the good stuff that we're doing at full ten yards for the game of Britball over at full ten yards forward slash Britball. You can follow us on socials at full ten yards or f ten y Britball is our is our Britball channel on Twitter and again we're on Instagram, Facebook, and on all the rest of it as well. So so don't give us a follow. Do subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on, on that as well. That will uh, that will help us in in a, in a small way to be able to help invest back into the game. I have been Timothy Lambert Monk. We will do this all again next week, all for the game.